This week is Labour introducing their own Rwanda plan. Rishi Sunak bowing to pressure over migrant policy. Are Sunak's five promises failing? And some underreported stories. This is the political shit show with me, Alfie Garner. So, welcome to the Political Shit Show, the podcast that looks back on a week in the crazy world of politics. It will look at both UK politics and international politics. This week, we'll cover Labour's plan for the next general election, the Home Secretary's comments on spiking, a U-turn from Sunak, the ongoing wars in both Gaza and Ukraine, and potentially the last election before the general election. So, consider following this podcast on your favourite podcasting app. Let's start then with the story that Keir Starmer is considering processing asylum seekers abroad. It comes after the Conservatives had said that Labour have no credible plans for immigration as we head into the next election, expected some point next year. A spokesperson told the BBC that Starmer is looking over the new plans but didn't state when the full plans will be released to the public and whether it would become Labour policy. The party is exploring whether asylum seekers could be processed offshore before arriving in the UK, which the Labour Party said would discourage refugees and asylum seekers from making the dangerous journey over the English Channel. However, the party has ruled out any potential for a Rwanda-style plan, which would see asylum seekers deported to a third country due to the cost of the plan implemented by the Tories. It also comes after the Tories' plans were deemed unlawful back in November, which led to the Tories passing emergency legislation to make it lawful. A Labour Party spokesman told the BBC that, quote, As Keir said before, we'll look at anything that works. But our priority is smashing the illegal gangs and stopping people getting here in the first place, rather than working out how to process these claims. The government minister for countering illegal migration, Michael Tomlinson, said Labour's plans were not, quote, a deterrent to stop the boats. It just throws open the front door to Britain, increasing immigration. Next is the news that North London Conservative MP Mike Freer's office were suspected to be a victim of arson in the evening of Christmas Eve. At the time of recording, the Met Police is still investigating the incident. Later, Freer has said to journalists that he now wears a stab vest due to the arson attack, but also as a result of the conviction of Ali Habai Ali, the murderer of David Amas of which Frio was a suspected target. It has started to raise a discussion of MPs' safety following the murder of both David Amos in 2021 and also Joe Cox in 2016. Mike Freer told the BBC that the fire happened at the rear of the premises and no one was in the building at the time of the incident. He continued, the police and the fire brigade were on the scene in minutes and have been incredible in their response. The London fire brigade said, quote, An external shed was destroyed by the fire. Part of the first, second and third floors of the property were also damaged by the blades. End quote. In a statement, the Metropolitan Police said, quote, The cause of the fire is still under investigation as it is believed to have been started deliberately. There have been no arrests, end quote. 
Before we go into the next story, we're going to make a warning. This story contains mentions of drink spiking and rape. And it's a story about the Home Secretary, James Cleverly, and being heard making the following joke at a dinner with political journalists at number 10 on the 18th of December. He said, the ideal spouse was, quote, someone who is always mildly sedated so she can never realise there are better men out there, end quote. Adding, quote, a little bit of rehypnol in the drink every night was not really illegal, if it's only a little bit, end quote. The comment came after the Home Secretary promoted a raft of new government measures to tackle spiking and described it as, quote, a reverse crime, end quote. After the comments were revealed by the Sunday Mirror, Labour Party figures were outraged by the appalling comments, with the Shadow Home Secretary, Yvette Cooper, saying, quote, added context, spiking is a end of added context, disturbing and serious crime which is having a devastating impact on young women's lives. She went on to say, it is truly unbelievable that the Home Secretary made such an appalling joke on the very same day the government announced a new policy on spiking. The charity Women Aid also commented with the following, quote, political leaders uh, were relied upon to take action to end violence against women and girls and the misogyny that underpins it. They added, it is vital that spiking survivors see ministers treating the subject seriously and not downplay the reality of so many women's faces. A statement posted on the social media platform X. A statement for the Home Secretary said, quote, in what was always understood as a private conversation, James, the Home Secretary, tackling spiking, made what was clearly meant to be an ironic joke, for which he apologises, end quote. A source told the BBC he did not recollect the exact wording he used because it was a private off-the-road and off-the-record event, but recognised that any joke along those lines was inappropriate, for which he's apologising for. Let's go on to our next story now, and this is about new visa rules. The Prime Minister has said that plans requiring people to earn £38,700 a year before bringing family to the UK will be introduced in early 2025. The rise from the current 18600 level was announced earlier this month and had been scheduled for the spring. However, the government has wrote back and now... However, the government has rolled back and now says the increase will come in two stages. Next spring, the threshold will rise to 29,000, with a further increase not applying until the following year. Speaking in Lincoln, Mrs. Sunak defended the timetable, saying, The principle here is absolutely right that people are bringing dependents into this country as part of their family. They must be able to support them. Quote, We're doing exactly as we said we would, we're just doing we're just doing it in two stages. So it will go up in a few months' time and then it will go up again in the full amount in twenty twenty five. He also added, quote, the levels of migrations are far too high. They've got to come down. Quote. This has all come after many feared the increase from eighteen thousand six hundred to thirty eight thousand seven hundred for family visas was too high. And would cause and would disrupt households. 
The BBC also understands their concerns. Changing it all at once could leave the government more vulnerable to legal challenges. Let's move on to the next story, and this is about the war happening in Gaza. The Israel army chief says Gaza war is to continue for many months. Herzi Helvi, the chief of staff of the Israel Defense Forces, the IDF, told a press conference yesterday that the military is expanding operations in southern and central Gaza as it is close to dismantling all of Hamas's uh, batons in the northern part of Gaza Strip. The Times of Israel did report. The war, quote, will continue for many months and we will work with different methods so that our achievements are preserved for a long time. Quote, that's what the AFP reported, what Halalvi said. He added, quote, there are no magic solutions. There are no shortcuts when it comes to thoroughly dismantling a terrorist organisation, except being stubborn and determined in the fighting, quote. He said the IDF will reach the Hamas leadership, quote, whether it takes a week or whether it takes a month. Adding, we are increasing the military pressure in different ways, powerfully and in a deceptive way. This pressure enables the realisation of the goals of the war, the dismantling of Hamas and the return of hostages. We should mention at this point that this is still a developing story. Let's talk about the next by-election, which could be the last before the general election we're seeing next year. A by-election will be held in Wellingborough following a recall petition in the North Hamptonshire constituency. The petition was prompted by Peter Burns' suspension from the House of Commons for six weeks for breaching the Code of Conduct for MP. It is not known when the by-election will take place, as Parliament has been risen until January. So far, Labour, the Liberal Democrats and the Green Party have confirmed their candidates, but the Conservatives and Reform UK are also expected to stand. Mr Bone could stand again, but would be as an independent from the Conservatives, as the Conservative whip has been taken away from him. The candidates are Ava Savage-Gunn for the Liberal Democrats, Jen Kitchen for the Labour Party, Will Morris for the Green Party. Looking at the last election results, it suggests that the Conservatives could still hold the seats, but would lose a large majority that it gained back in 2019. For this section, we will discuss if the Prime Minister's five priorities have failed. It comes after the Prime Minister's only successful priority was to halve inflation, with Sunak saying there was no target to stop the boats. This is an opinion piece. My opinion on the matter is, it has failed, we knew it failed, and we knew from the beginning why it failed. All these priorities were priorities that meant the Prime Minister had to make them. He said in his speech, he will make them or he will not. And he made those five promises as a political target, he has failed that political target. But what also demonstrates is the downfall to the right of the Conservative Party. We're seeing more and more influence from these major parties like UKIP, like Reform UK, and especially like these far-right political figures like Nigel Farage trying to get back into the party after leaving decades ago. It shows that the Prime Minister is starting to become weaker and weaker and weaker. And his polling matches that. He's polling lower than Liz Truss, who was one of the lowest polling Prime Ministers in years, in modern history. 
He's low, lower than Boris Johnson. And he's not as favourable as a party. Remember, Labour is still 20 points ahead. He needs to find a way to grip Labour voters at this point, while also ensuring that he doesn't dismiss the Conservative values, the traditional values of the Conservative Party. And I think that's what people are worried about. He is dismissing these traditional values of the Conservative Party in an effort to bring more and more, uh, to bring the party more and more to the right of the political spectrum. And that's something that he could see in his favour. He could gain a little bit more votes, but it could also go against him in the next election because people want traditional Conservative values. That's why they could vote the Conservative Party. And at the moment, they're not seeing that, so they have no, uh, there's no reason for them to vote for the Conservative Party. What the, what the Prime Minister needs to do at this point is say, we failed on these promises, but we, but show where he went towards it. But he hasn't done that. He said, well, actually, we didn't actually have a target date, even though we said in an earlier speech it will be 2023 or nothing. So it depends where you look at it, but personally, I think he has failed the plans. He needs to rip them out and start again. That's the only way of doing it. <laughs> And on to our last story now, and it's about the Ukraine war. And it's quite an underreported story for something that's so large. Russia has confirmed that a large port in uh, Russian-occupied Crimea has been hit following a warship crash. One person was killed, two was injured, and a large landing ship called the Novo Shekovich was damaged in an overnight Ukrainian attack on the Crimean port of the Crimean port city of Frio Dossier, Russia's Defence Ministry and officials have said. The Interfact News Agency cited Russian Defence Ministry as saying that Ukraine has used guided missile launched by the aircraft to attack the port. Reuters reported that Russian installed governor of Crimea said the t- on a telegram messaging app that one person had been killed, two had been injured as a result of this attack. There was no immediate report of how badly the ship was damaged, but various videos circulated on Ukrainian channels shows an extensive fire in the port area. A Ukrainian Air Force spokesperson said he said it would be hard for the ship, which carries tanks and armoured vehicles and used to land troops ashore, to re-enter service. Quote, we can see how powerful the explosion was, what the detonation was like. After that, it was very hard for a ship to survive because this was not a rocket. This was a detonation of mutants, he told Radio Free Europe. That's it for this week's podcast. Thank you for joining me. We'll be back next week, not only for the political news of the week, but also for the year as we do a roundup of 2023. But for now, thank you for listening. Goodbye.
This week is Labour introducing their own Rwanda plan. Rishi Sunak bowing to pressure over migrant policy. Are Sunak's five promises failing? And some underreported stories. This is the political shit show with me, Alfie Garner. So, welcome to the Political Shit Show, the podcast that looks back on a week in the crazy world of politics. It will look at both UK politics and international politics. This week, we'll cover Labour's plan for the next general election, the Home Secretary's comments on spiking, a U-turn from Sunak, the ongoing wars in both Gaza and Ukraine, and potentially the last election before the general election. So, consider following this podcast on your favourite podcasting app. It just throws open the front door to Britain, increasing immigration. <laughs>